I didn't feel like I needed anything or anyone. This man who for 40 years on TV stage and screen had entertained literally millions of people. But he said, and I quote, I didn't think I needed anyone. I thought of myself as being a good person. But I was a cardboard Christian. I was a cardboard Christian. And I just want to entitle these thoughts tonight, a cardboard Christian. He said, there was only a facade. There was nothing real on the inside. But it was there in that lobby that I found that Jesus is real. Hallelujah. I found the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's real. Praise God. The doubts are settled. I know, I know, I know that it's real. And I want to speak just for a couple minutes about reality tonight. Because I am persuaded this world is hungry for reality. This world, this community, where we have our church is hungry for reality. They are tired of hypocrisy. They're tired of games. They're tired of facade. They want to know what works. They want to know what's real, what's genuine. They're hungry. And this church and any church will reach people if they can come and sense reality there, if they can find reality there. And that's really the burden and desire of my heart individually, and I have a burden for this assembly that when people walk through those glass doors, they feel something here. They don't feel anywhere else they move in this community that they will be greeted by the dynamic power of the reality of the risen Lord in this place. They will find what Art Linkletter found in the lobby of that, that hotel, that the power of God can take Jesus and make him real. The world is hungry for reality. This little verse that we read breaks right in two pieces very easily. There is the the fatality of a false witness and the reality of a faithful witness. A false witness shall perish, but he that heareth speaketh continually. A cardboard Christian will perish. That which is only a facade, only the outside, will perish. Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, and if you want to turn there for a moment or two, uh, just hear what the Lord is saying in those three verses, verses 21 through 23. Give you a moment to find it. These are familiar words. You have heard them before. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, entereth the kingdom of heaven. There are some that are just a facade. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have we cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then I will profess you are cardboard Christians. I never knew you. 
Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. These are people Jesus identified. They knew the language. There was a false profession. They were identifying him. They had learned the religious vocabulary, and they said the right things. But let me tell you, it takes more than saying the right words to make it real in your life. You can know Pentecostal terminology. You can be familiar with the language and use it fluently. You can be very well versed in Christianese and not be a Christian. There can be a false profession. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. And they will say, but Lord, we preached Christianese. Have not we prophesied in thy name? And they have declared thoughts and truth about Jesus Christ. And there are pulpits and classrooms today that are taking the Bible as a textbook and teaching the life of Jesus Christ and have not experienced the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a huge difference between dispensing religious information and having experienced the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ. Good people, moral people, people who are well-versed in the facts and figures about the Scriptures and even the facts about the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's only just information. It's not real. I give you Jesus. And the reality of his presence, did not we prophesy in thy name, it takes more than a pulpit in America today to be declaring real truth. False preaching, false power, in thy name cast out devils. Now, there's only one devil, so I'm sure this means demonic powers, demonic activities. Did they? Well, they thought they had. They thought they did, but they hadn't. There was a false power, and not everything that glitters is gold, and not everything that works is of God. How many realize with me tonight that Satan is so clever he can lead us to believe what he wants us to believe? And he can appear to cooperate if that will mislead people. He is the most subtle in performing the counterfeit of the reality. And so this that they were seeing and, and confused about was a counterfeit. And Satan specializes in providing counterfeit for the reality. And oh, we need the gifts of the Spirit more in this generation perhaps than in any other generation to know the difference between the false and the true, the right and the seeming right. What really is of God and what is an appearance of God. They thought they had, but I am persuaded it was a false power Satan is so subtle, he appears to cooperate, and we're so pragmatic today. If it appears to work, it's okay. If it appears to work, it's all right. And experience becomes the criteria, not really mattering what scriptural instruction is or scriptural example or scriptural authority. Those things are passe. It's what really works. It's what uh, 
seems to be working. But I want reality. How about you? And for reality, I've got to have a scriptural instruction about it. I've got to see some scriptural examples of it. I've got to be given scriptural authority for it. And that's when it becomes real in my life, not a counterfeit, not what appears to be or what seems to work, but I want what God, he works. And in thy name, cast out devils of false power and false performance and have done many wondrous works. Oh. sure they were thinking in terms of church activity. People that sang in the choir, sat on committees, served their community, gave to charity, even became part of the clergy, have done many wonderful works. But Jesus said, I will say to them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. Now, when we ponder those words, Jesus takes all of the good works, the wonderful works that they had in their own assessments, lifted up to God and said, In thy name have not we done many wondrous works? Jesus called them iniquity. Ye that work iniquity. You see, even our righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. Our own human goodness cannot recommend us in any way to the Lord. It's only Jesus working through me that produces anything real, eternal, and lasting. The best I have to offer the Lord is still filthy rags in the sight of the Lord. Ye that work iniquity, but in their eyes it was many wondrous works and a false performance. They were offering to the Lord what they thought was great stuff. Jesus said, ye that work iniquity. Cardboard Christians in name, but not in life, not in experience. My desire, and I'm sure I'm speaking to a people who are here on a Sunday night who say, I want reality. I want the works of God to be worked through me and in me and with me. That which is real. A false witness shall perish. Depart from me. I never knew you. Not he said, well, I knew you for a while and you lost it, but they never really ever knew the Lord. Religious people calling him Lord. They knew the language. They were educated. They, they knew Christianese. They did religious activities. The evil works was not murder and robbery and rape and those things we would consider, but good works, religious works. Oh, that God would help us to know the difference between our righteousness and His righteousness. And that which is given to us by grace through faith, the righteousness which is of Jesus Christ our Lord. And none of what we have to offer can recommend us to the Lord. But there is the reality of the faithful witness. There are three marks here in this verse. He that heareth 
And contrasted with that which is not real, the false witness perishes, but the true witness. And all reality begins with hearing. All reality begins with hearing. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's where faith begins. How shall they believe upon him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher, and how shall he preach except he be sent? How shall they believe upon him they have not heard? That is the beginning point. We hear, and we receive. He that heareth, that's really of critical importance. John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. John 18, 37, Pilate asked Jesus, Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. Now listen that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Reality, friend, he that is of the truth heareth my voice. It begins with an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Reality begins with hearing from God. Hallelujah. Now, you may hear it through a preacher, but if all you hear is a preacher's voice, we've missed it. We need to hear from God. We've got to hear, thus saith the Lord. We've got to hear a word from God. That's when it's real. When we witness, it can't be some, some pre-rehearsed idea that we're presenting of our own plan of salvation, but if it's not anointed by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, it'll never be real. They'll give metal assent to a man's message and not be any more than a cardboard Christian. The power of God must be present to turn them from darkness to light, from death unto life. A miracle has to take place or they haven't been saved. We can't settle for anything less than reality. And everybody said, it takes the Holy Spirit. They've got to hear from God. Faith comes by hearing. He that heareth, and the Word of God for us, if we're going to stay real, to get into the reality of the life of God, it comes by hearing and we can't stay really in tune or in touch unless we stay hearing from God. Prayer is our time not only to talk to God, but let God talk to us. And as a people, individually and collectively, we'll, we'll lose our reality if we don't hear. A false witness will perish, but he that heareth, he that heareth. Oh God, this week give me anointed ears. I want to hear the still small voice behind me saying, This is the way. Walk in it. How about you?
God give me the capacity to hear. I'll have reality if I have if I've heard from God. How can I share what I do not have? Paul said, that which I received from the Lord, delivered I unto you. And if we're not receiving anything from the Lord, friend, we, are, we can't present reality. We're presenting something of human sufficiency, but we're not presenting God. Because what we receive from Him, we're not the generator, we're the conduit. If it originates with me, then it's of me. But if it originates with him and flows through me, it has power. Hallelujah. God never called me to be the generator. He called me to be the conduit of his blessing. It can't originate with me. I've got to get it from God and then present it to the world. And hallelujah, that's when it's real. Praise God. The doubts are settled. I know. I know. That it's real. Hallelujah. He that heareth speaketh. How do I know if a person's hearing from God? Well, they're going to talk about it. He that heareth speaketh. Now, it would certainly be wrong to speak for God without hearing from him, but once you have heard from him, it's a sin to keep quiet. He that heareth, speaketh. And that is reality. That presents reality. Once we have heard from the Lord, we speak for him. We are his witnesses. One is a witness. Well, the difference between a lawyer and a witness is that the lawyer argues the case a witness tells what he has heard, what he has seen. If we haven't heard anything or seen anything, we can't be a witness. God didn't say, you shall be my lawyers. He said, you shall be my witnesses. He didn't call us to argue the case. He came to tell the world, have us tell the world what we have seen and what we have heard. If we haven't seen anything or heard anything, then we need to keep quiet. We are not a witness. But he that heareth, speaketh. Hallelujah. We have something to say when he has spoken to our heart. We can relay a message that God has given directly to our, our hearts and to our own lives. He that hears. Glory to God. Isn't it good when you hear someone who's heard from the Lord and there's a word from God? It's like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. It's a word in season. It's life. The words that I speak, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. That's really reality. That's when it's real. Follow me, I will make you to become fishers of men. I sing, for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Let those refuse to sing who never knew their God, but children of the heavenly king. But children of the heavenly king must 
speak his joys abroad. Must speak his joys abroad. How many know that chorus? There's a reality. There is an impelling to tell what Jesus Christ has shared with us. When it's real, praise God, the doubts are settled. I know, I know it's real. And it's ongoing. He speaks continually. I know some of your translations read a little differently, but for the purposes of my message tonight, I'm sticking with King James. It says constantly, and when it's real, it continues. Hallelujah. The world is looking for stability and continuity, and I pray they will find both of those in our real life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. A false witness will perish. Cardboard Christians, just a facade, just what appears on the surface will perish. But he that heareth speaketh continually. Father, I pray you'll take these thoughts, make them personal. Help them to become a vital part of us. Lord, make us a real fellowship. Lord, in every way, in every service, every time we come together, I pray that the reality of the resurrected Christ will be among us. I pray that there will be lives changed in every service. God, that it would be a place where people can find that Jesus Christ is real. That the hungry of this community, the thirsty of this community will find satisfaction. They've, they've been feeding on the husk of the world. They've had their fill of the things of this world. They're empty. And they're looking for what's real. Oh, God, what a tragedy it would be if they visited here and, and they didn't find what they were looking for in the reality of Jesus Christ. And we'll never have that reality, Lord, apart from you. We just can't tell them about you. We've got to give you to them. Have them experience you. And all of your life and all of your power, your glory, your magnificence. Oh, dear Jesus. We're hungry, too, for reality. For the reality of your power that delivers men from disease, delivers lives from demon oppression, delivers people, Lord, from domestic struggles. God, I pray you will bring healing and health to those who need it. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to settle for nothing less than what is absolutely real. Help us, Lord, not to put up a front. Lord, to present the force of Jesus Christ. Prayer is the key. Contact with you is the key. Hearing from you is the key to having something real, something powerful to speak. 
Let it be so, Lord. Oh, praise God, the doubts are settled, for I know. I know it's real. We prayed this prayer before. Let's just lift it again, all of us together. Lord, more of you. by face, not even by name. So there's no way for me to know exactly what's going on inside of your heart. While you're sitting in this service, you may even have a question about the reality of your experience with Jesus Christ. You might have been raised in church and you know all the information about Jesus, but he's not a personal reality to you. You've never been born again. You don't know what it is, really, to have that encounter with Christ that transforms you and gives you that internal satisfaction. And until that happens, you're going to be empty. You're going to still search for what it is that's lacking. And I want you to find Jesus Christ real in your life here and now in this service. And I want you to move from where you're standing and walk down this aisle and kneel right here at this altar. If it's a, there's a hunger in your heart to know Jesus, he has brought you to this meeting tonight to hear this message from God so that you can hear. That's the beginning of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And he has already quickened to your heart what you need is Jesus. You need to know him as your Savior. And I would just say, step out of where you're standing and come and kneel right in front of God and everybody. Make an open confession that you're accepting and receiving and intend to live for Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That's something to be proud of, not ashamed, but, but proud of.
standing for Jesus Christ. He was put to an open shame for us on the cross so that we might have eternal life and what's real. And I think it's important for us to let the world know where we stand and who we belong to, who we intend to serve. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Maybe you say, Pastor, I know him as my Savior, but I want the full reality of the life, the resurrected life of Jesus Christ flowing out of me. I'm not content. I want to be a living, vital witness for Jesus Christ. I want to hear and I want to speak for the Lord. I don't want to give him or anyone just something that generates from me. But I want something that flows from the generator through me and the conduit. I want to be a live wire with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Step out of where you are and come and stand or kneel right here at the front. If that's the desire of your heart and the Holy Spirit is working in you tonight and you want to be what God would make you to be in all the power of that reality, just step out of where you are and come and stand. By your coming, you're saying something to the Lord. You're saying something inside yourself. Lord, I want reality. I want reality in my life. I want people to see that Jesus is real. Hallelujah, hallelujah, with my life speaking to the community where I live, where I work, the people I touch. I want the reality of the life of Jesus Christ to be seen. I want to hear from him in the morning and speak for him during the day. He that heareth, speaketh continually. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I have all, but what I need is more of you, of things I've had myself, and yet I hunger still, empty and pray a prayer of benediction for those who need to go and we pray that God's presence will go with you not only from this service home but every step you take this week will be one in the power and the energy and direction of the Holy Spirit that he'll bless you and anoint you and whatever your hand is given to do you will do it heartily and as unto the Lord that he'll give you good success Hallelujah, for the glory of God. Father, we ask your blessing upon those who need to go. I pray that you will go with them. Put your hand upon them, Lord. Make them a choice vessel, a vessel of the King. Use them in the way you've designed for them, Lord. God, for those who stay to take time, for continued prayer, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit be here right now for special ministry in their lives. We're believing you to do what they need you to do for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You
can make an altar right where you're standing, or you can be dismissed. For those who have come, feel free to seek the face of the Lord, the reality of the life of Jesus Christ in you and through you. Hallelujah. Oh, precious Holy Spirit, just walk among us. Walk among us in this room. We take this opportunity, Lord, just to spend time with you in prayer. This Sunday evening, to close the service, we close it, Lord, in communion with you, communication with you. Oh, dear Jesus, let there be no mistake about it. Let there be no mistake about it. We meant what we said when we stepped into the aisle. We meant exactly what we said by our coming forward tonight and kneeling in this place of prayer. We want the reality of Jesus Christ to be seen, heard, and manifested in us every day that you give us to live. A false witness will be destroyed. But he that hear us speak continually. Speak to our hearts, Lord, at this altar. Communicate your word to us by your Spirit. Lord, give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say. Hallelujah. There's a world, the people we touch are hungry for reality. They've tried it, Lord. They've tried the drugs. They've tried the alcohol. They've tried materialism. And they've come up empty. And oh, God, give us a word for them. A word we couldn't even plan if we tried. A word we couldn't even put together even if we tried. But Lord, you have exactly the word in season for them that you can whisper to us by the Spirit and we can boldly declare this is what God is saying. Hallelujah. And they can discover there's something real. Like the woman at the well. Oh, Jesus said to her, if you drink of the water that I give you, it will satisfy. And the revelation of God came, and as she heard what Jesus had to say, she said, isn't this the Christ? For he spoke to me things that only God would know. Oh, God, we need that kind of reality in our witnessing. We need that kind of reality within our church services that the gifts of the Spirit will move and operate in such a way that people will fall on their face before God and say, surely God is in this place for the hidden things of the heart are made manifest. Let it be so, God, that people will see and hear and know the reality of Jesus Christ unmistakably. They will worship Him. They will find Him whom their hungry heart is searching for. Oh, Rabash Rundavakiti, 